Hi everyone, this is Elizabeth Linish. I'm the seminary intern at St. John's Episcopal Church in Minneapolis, and you're listening to a storytelling podcast from the St. John's community. Each Sunday during Lent, we'll be talking to a different member of our community and asking them to tell stories that connect to the gospel reading for the day. We're hoping you find meaning and connection in these stories, and we're so glad you're listening. Welcome to Susan Swan, our next storyteller in our Linton series. Thank you for being here, Susan. My pleasure. Uh, so to begin, we'd love to hear um, where, where you're joining us from and how long you've been at St. John's and then something that's bringing you happiness right now. We've been starting our conversations with, with those three questions. Well, I am coming to you live from my home office, which is also my bedroom. Um, and I've been at St. John's for, let me think, it would be going on nine years now. My first Sunday was Pride Sunday in 2012. What's giving me joy right now? I'd have to say my spiritual direction classes. I am having such a wonderful time in those classes. And you're you're in training to become a spiritual director, is that right? Yes. Wonderful. So so yeah, thank you for being willing to to share your story. The the theme we've pulled out of the gospel for this week is the theme of zeal. So we've asked you to think about a time when you felt full of zeal. What happened, what it was like, uh, what did you do, and where was God in that moment? So I'll hand it to you to begin our story. Well, the story begins with uh, a very familiar phenomenon to me as a writer. Every once in a while, I will have the sensation of knowing what needs to come next and i sit down at the computer and i stare at the screen and this can go on for a very long time um and over the last 10 years or so i've learned that what this usually means is that i'm supposed to be writing something else and that's kind of what happened to me when I found out the theme for my talk today. I sat down to start making notes and I stared off into space. And after a very long time, I finally realized I hate zeal. <laughs> I don't like, at the very least, I'd have to say that I really, really mistrust zeal. Maybe hate's too strong a word, but I don't like zeal. <laughs> and thank you for I, your honesty, <laughs> Susan. We appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta be honest. Hate zeal. Um, and I thought maybe it would help somebody besides me for me to talk about why and maybe try to come to some kind of a reconciliation with zeal. And basically, when I tried to go back and figure out where all this started, I think women of a certain age can relate to uh, the way I was brought up, which is just not to make waves. Th this can mean a lot of things. It uh, Mostly it probably meant uh, don't ever, ever show anger. Uh, don't cry. Don't have temper tantrums. It even goes back to when I was that young. I was very strongly told, do not 
let yourself get carried away. Um, and as I was taking notes for this talk, I remembered something I thought I had forgotten a long time ago was when uh, my baby brother was brought home from the hospital for the first time. I'm guessing it was about a week before my third birthday. And I was excited. I was ready for this. I was psyched. And they brought this little blanket wrap bundle into the house and they set him on the sofa, propped up in the corner of the sofa on, on blankets and a pillow. And I was so excited that three-year-old me actually started doing a dance right there in front of the sofa. <laughs> and I remember being grabbed by the arm and whisked out of the room mm. and very strongly lectured about how that sort of thing was dangerous mm. to my baby brother. I, if I, I got excited and carried away like that. I'm so much bigger than he is. I could hurt him. Mm. And I couldn't be trusted around my baby brother until I showed them that I had learned to curb my enthusiasm. Mm. Yeah, I mean, the, the shame that I felt at that point, the just overwhelming shame I, I was absolutely devastated by that. And I learned it is bad to be swept up by enthusiasm. And I think the other piece of the zeal puzzle for me is in my ADHD. I hmm. wasn't diagnosed all that long ago, but I, when I look back on my childhood and my whole life, I've, I've had it my whole life. I've just never known what it was or what to do about it. Um, it tended to manifest as a short attention span, lousy memory, unless I sit down to memorize things or unless I'm hyper-focusing, which is really exhausting, frankly. And I spent my whole childhood being ridiculed for it. Um, you're smart enough to remember things. If you don't remember that you were supposed to clean your room today, it's just because you don't care enough to try to remember. And I learned after a while not to get too involved or too enthusiastic with any kind of a project because with my short attention span, you know, I'd be gone uh, after not very long. And I'd be leaving behind me a trail of UFOs unfinished objects, or worse than UFOs, I would be leaving behind people who were counting on me for something. And I was, wasn't there anymore. I wanted to be normal. I wanted to, you know, be able to see something through to conclusion. And I gave myself all kinds of chances to be normal, but it just ended up a longer trail of UFOs. Mm. Um, sometimes it helps to have other people holding me accountable. Like that's how I got through law school. But more often, it just turns pretty much every experience into something really painful. You know, wearing a set of clothes that don't fit anymore. Um, just be miserable. So mm -hmm. again, I learned, don't be enthusiastic. Don't be zealous. You'll just mess everything up. 
Mm. So you had these very powerful messages of zeal equals trouble or zeal equals shame. Zeal, or zeal. equals letting people down. Zeal mm. equals, yeah, hurting people without meaning to. Mm. As I was taking some notes for this talk, um, God dropped something on my head out of the sky, which is his favorite way of getting my attention. When that phrase came to mind, you'll just mess everything up. I remembered a talk by Bishop Curry, where he was talking about a uh, parish meeting back in his days as a, as a parish priest, in which they were having a uh, contentious discussion about something or another, probably the vestry. Um, and somebody brought up the old, old phrase, what would Jesus do? And the way Bishop Curry tells it, my reaction was don't bring Jesus into this. He'll just mess everything up. So I, I had this whole talk planned where it was going to go. And then I realized, no, um, that this was, was more important because it dawned on me that this is one of the things that zeal is for. And maybe it is my particular brand of zeal. Um, striking a spark. You know, the, the spark is not responsible for the way the fire is tended and grows and spreads. Its job is to start something. And I'm remembering that prayer that we use sometimes at Noonday Prayer. Uh, I think it's attributed to Archbishop Romero, where he talks about how the work of God is long. And it's our job to plant the seed, but somebody else's to water it and to tend it. Or it's our job to tend it, but it's not our job to harvest. We each have our part. And, you know, I think maybe I'm holding on too hard to responsibility for the whole thing, for the whole result. I need to know it's okay to, okay to let go. Before I had this drop on my head, I was going to originally say that this, is, this might be also tied up with a fear of losing control. Zeal to me means, you know, letting God work through me and letting go. Um, yet there's still that little voice in the back of my head that says, well, you're still responsible for the results, you know. What are you going to say? No, officer, it wasn't me driving. It was the zeal. <laughs> so there's, there's this whole, you know, being raised to be ladylike, being raised to be in control. And it's funny because I thought those were two separate issues, but they really are the same thing. I don't trust zeal because I know, quote unquote, that I can't sustain it. But I'm also manufacturing the need to sustain it. That might not be my job. And I am not in control of the final result. I am not. That's God's. That's not mine. Hmm. And... There, there's an important role for beginnings. You know, Jesus didn't return once a week to clean out the temple. He didn't even set up franchises for whip manufacture and distribution. <laughs> he did what needed to be done. And then he moved on. Hmm. And 
I think that's that's what I need to learn about zeal. So it feels like Susan, you're you're maybe discovering zeal as a gift, and maybe claiming claiming a role that you need to play that maybe is different from the role you have been told you should play. Exactly. That's a very powerful story, Susan, and and um, even as you thought about the story itself, new new insights arose. Yes. Well, I'm, I'm so grateful for that and so appreciative of your openness and your willingness to explore zeal, even if you mistrust zeal. <laughs> Thank you for being willing to wrestle with the prompt that did not speak to you. <laughs> so Susan, we're, um, we're asking everybody uh, if there is a spiritual practice or a piece of writing or a poem or a song or something that is speaking to you right now that you'd be willing to share with the people of St. John's as we close. My favorite spiritual practice is basically that kind of wrestling that you were just talking about. Dietrich Bonhoeffer used to say that uh, every morning he would wrestle with a psalm until he, it gave up a blessing for him. I love to do that with scripture. I'll, I'll take a passage and just sit with it, write it down, and then do what I just did in, in this podcast, which is look at the language, see what it has to say to me, see what I noticed that I haven't noticed before, um, speculate, asking questions is, is great fun. Just not give up until I get something new out of the text. Well, Susan, thank you again. This has uh, been, a, been such a gift to hear you wrestle and to hear your story. We are so appreciative of it and so glad you're part of the St. John's community. Thank you very much for giving me the chance to do it. Thanks also to all of you for joining us as listeners. We're so grateful you are here and we hope you see God's movement in your lives this week. Be well.